as someone that enjoys, you know, the WWE and wrestling in general, that was <laughs> that was one part that I did like. Aside from, you know, the death. Supposed to have all the, and the sad exploitation. Ex- exploitation and death. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Valdi is joining us to talk about a book that is on my to-read list. It is Chain Gang All-Stars. So how about you tell us about it? Of course. Thank you all for having me back. It's always a pleasure. This one was a book that I enjoyed immensely. I remember, I think, Katie, we went to Barnes & Noble and you had picked it up. Yes. And then I you... scanned it into my app and was like, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Did you see it later? Katie. I did not see it later, but it's it's theoretically on my to read list. I distinctly remember you having it in your in your uh, box, in your little carry on box for a little bit, and then at well, to be minute, fair, I have to... about thirty books in my little carry box, and then I have to, and then I remember I don't have infinite money, but I have to put some of them back. So that one was on the chopping block, sadly. But that's okay because we share an Amazon account, and now I that's have true. the audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember you when you were starting to read this, talking about how you kind of had to do it in like spurts at first because it was a lot can you tell us generally about the book and if that stayed the same as you were reading it or if you eventually were like it doesn't matter if it's a lot i need to finish oh yeah of of course all right so i think i'll I'll start i'll go ahead and start off with with a summary of it so it's like in the not too distant future there was uh something called b3 uh, which was a proposition that was passed by the u.s government and that allowed pretty much anyone on death row or anyone that's doing life in prison. Actually, I think it might just be anyone in general could do it. Oh, just anybody? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. It, it allowed uh, it allowed inmates to join Chain Gang All-Stars, which is a blood sport where they have to survive for three years. And after those three years, if they survive, they will be released released back into into regular world. Famously a good idea to make people fight to the death and the ones who win can go back into society. Are they released with any sort of like, I don't know, bonus package or anything or their reward is just they get out of prison? So when when they fight and when they win, they receive things that are called blood points. (laughs) (laughs) To be spent at your local blood store. Yes. Well, they uh, they can use the blood points to buy new weapons, to, to buy food. If they don't buy food, then they'll just get peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, Famously yeah. good for protein and muscle growth. <laughs> yes. So what are what are some like big plot points? Obviously, we don't want you to like spoil everything, but like some big plot points that stood out to you. Obviously, the just the general outline of the plot sounds pretty grim. <laughs> How is it written? Like, is it is it like an action like style? Is it like thoughtful? Like, where where are we? What are we talking perspective wise? It's actually both. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there are my my favorite character and another guy that he gets partnered up with. They're written in the first person, whereas I guess the main characters are written in the third person. Oh, that's interesting. That's weird. Yes, very yeah, very very strange. Like they're the main characters. The other people are written as if they're observing the main characters, or their different chapters have different perspectives. Different chapters have different perspectives okay. however those perspectives change whereas like, like like i was mentioning the the two secondary characters you get a lot of like internal what's what's going on it's written more in like a first person whereas the the other ones are written as a uh as, as a third person you know like, kind of like 
Yeah. Is it kind of like someone viewing all this happening to the protagonists? Like you as the audience member, like as the reader, are you like in the shoes of the secondary characters, like watching the protagonists? No, they're completely separate until towards the end. Completely separate. That is so strange. I mean, I always love like a new narrative device, but I don't think I have ever heard of a book being like, what if our protagonists were more separate from the audience and the secondary characters were first person, but also they weren't together? (laughs) (laughs) Dang. So with with the inmates, they are grouped into prisons that are kind of sponsored together. The main characters, uh, Thurwar and, and, and Stax. They are from the the Angola Hammond chain, which actually looked up. Those are, are actual yeah. prisons. They're from from your yeah, state, from, from Louisiana, state, yeah. Louisiana famously so. Angola, surrounded by marshes and bayous, so they don't have outside guards because you'll just die in the swamp. <laughs> and a chain consists of like I think eight to ten inmates mm-hmm. at one time. Whenever one dies, they receive another one. So after like a competition and everything, where where they all fight. They get they get force marched out out to the woods to like a campsite, and that's where they can like bend the blood points that they earned. And that's usually where if they lost someone, a new a new link will be there. So are they like chain gangs like were chained together? Are they at any point like during that march or anything chained together? Or is this just a metaphorical chain? Oh, so that is an interesting thing. In in here, there's a technology called a, a, an influencer, and they're able to kind of influence in that it causes extreme pain, like ah. the most <laughs> The most insane amount of pain that that could poss- that could possibly be felt by by a person, they're able to do that using using implants. Mm-hmm. And along with implants, they have like strong ma- magnets in in the wrists, so they are chained together. In that, if they try to move, they'll be they'll be in, they'll be influenced. I'm doing quotes here. You can't see me at home. <laughs> they'll be influenced, and they'll be kind of like dragged by the by their arms back into oh my like gosh. To, to like the area. Is that active during their? Like, are these like gladiator battles or what are these like blood sports like exactly? So it, it's Thunderdome rules. Two people enter, one person leaves. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just like it's pretty much like a, the, the Roman Colosseum and, and, and everything. You know, yeah. they're just surrounded by people and everything. It's televised live on TV. They're all they're, they're sponsored and everything. A, a lot of them have like like patches of of companies like on their armor and stuff. It's it's really crazy stuff. The ro- it's like the Roman Coliseum mixed with like the with like the, the WWE which I guess I guess Roman Coliseum was pretty much WWE for the yeah. time. Yeah, they have like thrown like their different kinds of uh, of names and everything. Stax is uh is hum- is Hamara Stacker. Uh she goes by Hurricane Stax. That's a pretty good name. It's a really good right. <laughs> uh the main character is uh Loretta Thurwar. Mhm. They she she says that they don't really like she doesn't like go by any names but a lot of people call her call her uh, call her blood mama also a cool name yeah it's pretty cool yeah <laughs> yeah have you ever read bitch planet yes i did i, I have uh the comic book yeah does this give kind of like bitch planet vibes it kind of does in the fa- in the way that they are kind of incarcerated but at the same time, it is like a it is unisex. Like they have yeah, yeah they have male male and female fighters that, that that fight. You know, unisex. Women will fight men. Men will fight women. You know, women will fight women. You know, etc. Yeah. etc. Okay. I was just I was it seemed a little similar just the way it's set up and like the how can we make more money off of prisoners like kind of it's, idea. Oh yeah, this is this is like full on yeah. kind of a parody of late stage capitalism and just the. Full on treat, uh, full on how we treat our prisoners and everything. Yeah. So the way they kind of like, uh, I, I guess the way the proponents of that B three that I was saying about, 
the, like their whole thing is that, you know, they don't have to fight, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all volunteer, but if you're on death row or if you're already in life in prison, I mean, is it, is it much of a choice rather than, you know, maybe kind of a, a false hope? Yeah. Why does Loretta decide to join the blood sports? So Loretta, she starts off, well, I, it's not, not just her specifically. So a lot of a theme of like, especially the characters that, that we're introduced to, they want to die. Oh, wow. But at the same time, they don't want to. So it's kind of a way to uh, commit like a slow, a slow suicide is the way that I understood it. Yeah. Uh, like they've given up and, and they don't feel strong enough about it to do anything. But they're also like, I'm not going to stop myself from getting into and, danger. Yeah. And a lot of them, uh, like, like a few of them are like surprised in the fact that, you know, they got in there to die. And then when it finally comes to it, like their body just doesn't let them, you know, just stand still and, and be killed that, you know, that they, they fight back. Mm-hmm. So Loretta, she looked out in that the person in her first fight was another cool name, Melanch- Melancholia Bishop. Oh my gosh. I love these names. Melancholia Bishop. She was one fight away, which was with Thurwar from getting released. Mm-hmm. And Thurwar was absolutely outclassed. This was her first fight. She had like, I think she had a corkscrew or something like that. Oh my gosh. And yeah, and uh, Bishop was pretty much just toying with her. And then like, she just like stopped fighting and like, she just like motioned for Thurwar to hurry up and get it over with and everything. And third war, she does. She she kills she kills Bishop, and she receives all the blood points that that Melancholia had, which puts her in a very advantageous position. She's able Dang. to afford armor. She's able to to get like a real a real weapon. Because when you first start out, you pretty much spin a big wheel, and they have a bunch of different weapons. A lot of them are jokes. Like a corkscrew, a corkscrew, a spoon. Uh, one, yeah, one one person got a spoon. So in the beginning of the book, Loretta, she's kind of uh, moved up to where she is one of the top fighters and like one of the closest ones to getting freed. And you find out later why why they did this, but they kind of gave her a fight against a brand a, a brand new a brand new inmate into there. I think I think they said that person was like sixteen or something. Oh wow. Yeah, and he had a pot, just a regular old cooking pot. This book feels hard to read and I haven't even read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Does it explore the relationship between the people that are on the same team or in the same, I guess, gang? I don't know what to call the Oh, oh, absolutely! It does. Uh, so Loretta and Stax are are together. They're they're, they're girlfriends in there. And was that before they were on the gang together, or was that something that formed after they? It it, it formed after. Okay. Yeah. So it, it formed after, and a lot of it actually is, I guess, about the cohesion in the gang. Mm-hmm. Their I guess their their de facto leader in there was a man named Sunset Harkless, and the book actually begins with him being murdered and you don't really get much of like i'm guessing by murdered you mean not in a fight like no outside not in a fight of... he, yeah they, they get killed at the at, at the camp at the camp oh yeah, and he was kind of the one that that brought the angola hammond chain together he like instituted rules and everything because it's a free-for-all in all of the other in the other chains oh, okay. like backstabbings like killings you know not associated not associated with the fights or anything yeah but he kind of like instituted you know some pretty like pretty strict rules and everything and after after he was killed uh, Loretta becomes like the next like de- like de facto leader of the Angola Hammond chain, mm-hmm. and she like goes like a step further and you know saying that there will not be any violence like whatsoever between anyone 
that is in the same gang. Yeah. So you do find out that that Sunset, he was, I think, one away from being released as well. I have a feeling a lot of people are one away from being released before, when something bad happens. Yeah. Well, you find out early on that it was actually Hurricane Stax is the one that killed him. Oh, gosh. But he asked her to help him because he, uh, again, it's like a, a big, a big thing. Like a lot of them that are about to be released, they just end up letting themselves get killed or they kill themselves. There's only one person that's talked about as actually having like gone through all three years and then and then uh, being released. And he's kind of like a figurehead, not not so much a, f- a figurehead, but kind of like a personality, a personality mm, on the mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. A, a, about about the chain gang all stars and everything. Yeah. So this sounds super bleak. Yeah. What keeps you reading or what kept you reading as you were going through the story? So I I liked Thurwar and Stax, but what really kept me reading were the secondary character was a secondary character Hendrix Young. Mm-hmm. So he's very interesting. So uh, the, the secondary character, secondary characters, uh, I think, who becomes his partner later on, uh, Simon Craft, is also very interesting. But that's like a whole a whole thing. I'll, I'll get into Simon here in a bit. So with Scorpion, with uh, with with Hendrix Young, he is in a actually i'm not too sure which prison he's in but the prison he's at they institute a a full-on no speaking type thing like no like you know you can't talk you can't do anything if you do you'll be influenced and you'll just like you know be in be in pain whoa he is on kind of an assembly line because i mean that's like really one of like the last the last vestiges of of slavery in the u.s is how we have inmates doing doing work and everything without getting yeah, paid labor and if they are paid it's like a dollar a yeah, day or per hour or whatever. Yeah. yeah so when he's in so when he's in, a, in an assembly line one of the other guys that he's next to like is like so tired that he like passes out and falls forward but and, and hendrix young like like jumps out and he's able to like push the guy out of the way before he gets influenced but he gets influenced and then he falls on the assembly line and he ends up losing uh losing one of his arms and they they turn off the influencer whenever he goes into medical so that, you know, he can like answer all like the the legal mumbo jumbo type stuff. And all he ends up doing is like is he starts singing and everything. And then he decides to join chain, chain gang all stars because he doesn't want to go back to being to being silenced. Mm-hmm. And uh, that becomes like his, his, his whole thing is he uh, is that is, uh, he sings all the time. Like it's not even. Not even in like a way to showboat or anything. Like whenever he feels the urge to sing, he just he just sings. Mm-hmm. And he win. Yeah, he gets a good weapon. He he gets this. He gets a black spear. And after a while, he gets the nickname a uh, scorpion singer. Very cool. And on top of that, the the chain that he's in is uh, Sing Attica Sing, which is I did write that one down. Where is that one? Was he from Sing Sing? He might have been. Is that why the 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 the. the humorous joke sing sing is i think is also sing sing is one yeah like famously pretty rough (laughs) i will say that this does seem like i I think a lot of times with dystopian novels it doesn't feel like legitimate you know it feels like oh you know when science magic happened and everything bad (laughs) everything was bad like this uh, and i think a lot of people probably say this feels really like like of course this would never happen and of course maybe this might not happen but there's a storied history of taking advantage of inmates Mm -hmm. and 
using that like to uplift or entertain like other people and i would argue that there's a history also of i'm assuming most of these people are black especially in angola i think they have a a ridiculously high population of black inmates usually for drug possession which is something that is stupid (laughs) sorry It's hard not to talk about this book and be like, <laughs> so that's also, the system down. That's also a big thing in there because uh, another thing that the that the proponents of of chain gang all stars say is that it's not racist because there are some uh, there's some white people in there too. You know, there's, wow. it's not just black, but it's mostly like all the mostly all the yeah. all the characters are are people of color. Yeah, and there and there's this like gross like performative gladiatorial aspect on top of the like obviously dehumanization but like the almost like comical level of dehumanization like (laughs) like giving someone a spoon to fight somebody this kind of like voyeuristic like desire to see people fight to the death and i'm imagining a lot i i don't know i'm imagining a lot of the reason that most people don't graduate from the program is because three years of murdering people with your bare hands probably doesn't make you feel very good everybody in there is unhappy yeah (laughs) yeah i don't i don't think most people save for maybe the smallest percentage of people would enjoy killing somebody Um, i think even people who have killed people probably didn't enjoy it so you mentioned uh, like magic technology and everything and yeah actually they actually talk about the person that created the 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 influencing technology Mm -hmm. she was either from uh, uh, she was she was a she was an immigrant from either an african country or somewhere in the Caribbean, and she made it in order to help to help for degenerative neurological disease that killed her father. And the influencing that came about was actually a failure. And she was like, "Yeah, this is you know what's what this isn't good for anything." You it was know? supposed to help his nerves, and it makes him hurt instead. And yeah. somewhere in the background, someone was wringing their hands, going, "Perfect." <laughs> the person that was uh, was in charge of of her funding was like, "Wait, you know, we can use this." Yes, and I assume he rubbed his 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 hands. <laughs> yeah, twirls mustache, his mustache. Yes, pet his, his cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she is a main. She uh, she's a side character in there. Yeah, and it just really it just kind of explains her story in how like it came from like a place of love like wanting to yeah help other people you know overcome the stain i forget which exactly which which uh disease it was that killed her father and one of her failures ends up getting getting uh used mm-hmm. you know and makes it even sadder because she actually tries to burn down her lab to destroy the technology and she ends up going to prison and i think she she also has like the implants of of uh, being influenced oh, wow. and placed inside her oh so are you do you get very much of a, of a perspective of how well this is received in society? Is it treated just like entertainment? Are there people protesting like? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Sunset Harkless's daughter is also a, 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 is also a secondary a secondary character that that is one of the protesters. And you get a little bit from them also. So spoiler alerts after after like the first the first series of fights for Thurwar and Stax. Stax is going to see, find out that Stax is one fight away from reaching like the highest the highest point which is called becoming a colossal where Thurwar is already at. Mm-hmm. I forget I forget how they are but like they there are different names depending on how many fights like your and how long yeah your yeah. your rankings. I think like the three three biggest ones are like a reaper, harsh reaper and then you become colossal. And uh, Sunset Harkless's daughter who's also uh, who's also like a protester who's against against uh, Chain Gang All-Stars is able to find Thor and slips her a message 
The message is that starting next season, there is only going to be one Colossal allowed in every single chain. Of course. So they set up, early on, they set up that there's going to be a death match between Thurwar and Hurricane Stax. Mm-hmm. That, that's also another, yeah, that's a big big yeah. old point there you listen to it how is the narrator do you have different narrators for the different characters how is it set up you have four different narrators mm-hmm. uh you have a narrator for simon craft one for for a scorpion for a scorpion singer and you have two others for loretta and i forget who the other one was i think it's not for i think Stax? stack i think stacks might have had her own her own okay. uh, voice actress as well okay and was it like a narrator and or was it like different chapters were different, different. narrators Different chapters were different okay. narrators. I mentioned Simon Craft earlier. He's also kind of a uh, Simon Craft is an expose on what extreme isolation will do to you. Oh, mm. he kind of loses his mind, and it happened in like three or uh, in like three to four different like smaller smaller chapters and everything. Where like he's like sent to isolation. He comes out. He someone tries to to kill him. He kill he kills that person. And he goes back to isolation, and it's it's real sad. It's like him slowly starting to like lose his mind, mm-hmm. and talking about how he's starting to like push like push the world down. Like he lays on the floor on his stomach, so that's pushing the world down in a way, unknowingly like making himself stronger because he's just he's just doing push ups all freaking day. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he's just doing push ups all day. And a little bit later, Simon Craft gets sent to the Sing Atticus Sing with the Scorpion Singer. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, it goes badly to where it's only Simon Craft and Scorpion Singer left. Oh, yeah, that was a bit of surprise and a bit of a stretch, in my opinion. What what happened? I, I won't go too too deep into it because yeah. it was, whoo wee! It was uh, let's just say I wasn't expecting it. To be fair, this whole book sounds like a bunch of whoo wee. So yeah, <laughs> I I have a question, and I don't want you to spoil it, but just. Does it end on a positive note at all? Because I don't see how it could get there. Or a neutral note. Yeah. I'll take neutral. No. Weird. Surprising. I'm. Yeah. Who would have guessed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it like it, it sounds really good, and it sounds like a lot of the issues that I have with like YA, like this. It, it this feels more consequential than like, you know, I'm sad because they they made us all poor because we live in District 13 or 12 or whatever. I can't remember how many. I remember Secret District 13, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, District okay. 13 got blown up. Yeah. yeah, where it's just like a bunch of like sad, dirty white children who are like, isn't it sad that the government is mean to us and makes us poor? Like, this is a thing that is actually like happening. This is like the way sci-fi is supposed to work, where it's like an extrapolation of a thing that is already happening. Yes. And while there are very poor white children around there are significantly more people who are in prisons do they talk anything like are the people who are participating in this because you can get life in prison on like nonviolent charges like are there people who have nonviolent charges who are in this program just because it was the only choice that's one of the things that it does not show. Everyone in there is like a murderer or a rapist or something mm-hmm. like that. Scorpion Singer killed, I, I believe, killed the man that his partner was seeing. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 was that that was cheating on him with Loretta. Killed her partner, I think, her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And oh man, uh, Hurricane Stacks is just sad. She killed a teacher that tried to force himself on her. Oh, mm. wow. And Simon Craft, it doesn't really say much about what Simon does. Or if it does, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But as far as it shows, they're mostly like, okay. 
yeah, the majority of them, or I, I shouldn't say the majority, everyone that was... They talked about, like, the talked reason. About. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it matters, obviously. <laughs> no one should be forced into gladiatorial combat. <laughs> but... Um, I don't know. It, it, it is voluntary. That's true. No one's forced. If you want to be silent for the rest of your life, I guess you could just do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, for the people at home, y'all, y'all couldn't see me rolling my eyes at yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the volunteer. Yeah, there's a sneer <laughs> and some eye rolling. <laughs> So this makes sense that this is a book that is on a lot of people's to read list, especially because like it's not often that you see a genre book like a sci-fi book or something like that get on so many like you must read this lists. We have a lot of people in this library who don't really read a lot of genre fiction who are considering reading this book it's on their to read lists it feels a lot like I guess the last book I can think of is maybe The Power, like a book that was very like sci-fi e or fantasy e but still kind of bridged that gap between like literary fiction and genre fiction. Yeah. So one of the biggest complaint I guess complaints that I that I've like read and heard is mm-hmm. that the book is a bit heavy-handed. And it, it is, but I mean, you know, it doesn't in my opinion that didn't take away from yeah. from the experience or anything. And that almost feels like the point like you're taking a problem yes. with society <laughs> and exaggerating it for a reason. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's it's heavy it's heavy-handed like animal farm was heavy-handed. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where you're like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you get it? <laughs> Good. Yeah, like if you leave this going, wow, these people didn't deserve this. Even murderers shouldn't be forced to do inhumane things. Good. I think you got the I think you got the point of the book. Yeah. <laughs> so so the uh, spoiler spoilers towards the end you f- you find out that Thorwar and Hurricane Sachs are going to fight Simon Craft and Scorpion Singer. Oh man. Oh. Damn. And once, yeah, once I found that out, I just got a huge knot in my stomach because I did <laughs> not like, want anything no. to happen to Scorpion Singer. I mean, I I knew they were, I knew they weren't going to win either. They're they're not the main. They're not like the main main characters of the yeah. book or anything, you know. See, here's a, you, you ever want to read a book, but your brain is also like no. No. But so but I part feel of your like brain is like yes. The way to get through like a book that's that heavy is then to promise yourself something super fluffy yeah. afterwards. <laughs> like, Just find a bunch of really tiny novellas you can read in between <laughs> parts of the book. Yeah. Do you want Just me to get into like watch the, the Care Bear movie? Yeah, watch the Care Bear movie. <laughs> do you want me to get into like the the last endings, or did you want to, like say? I think we're good. We, we're good. Yeah, okay. we don't want to go too deep into spoilers, and I think we've got a lot of like of the breadth of the subject. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, either like the writing style, narration, things that you took away from the book, anything that was really particularly interesting to you, anything like that that you would want to share with people to try to talk them into re- reading this book that you've described that makes me want. Ha hot chocolate, but not in a way as as medicine, not in a way where I feel cozy. So the reaction I had to Simon Craft and Scorpion Singer fighting uh, Hurricane Stacks and Third War End, not knowing at the time, but you know, pretty sure about what was going to happen. That is the most I've ever felt for a fictional character in a very long time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now I like I like stacks and and I like Thurwar, but man, there's just something there's something something spoke out to me about Scorpion Singer. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna say that I connected with him because I, I I did not. I but he was written in such in such a in such a way that made him come across as honest and unthoughtful and just huge sense of what does it mean when you open yourself yourself up uh, vulnerability like, well, yeah okay. mm-hmm. yeah a huge sense of just vulnerability and everything and while I don't like Simon Craft particularly like their relationship itself was also in a way extremely beautiful 
Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I, I, a, a little bit of, of of levity here. They they did have like names for for their for their weapons and everything. Oh, levity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were their weapons called? So Hurricane Stacks. Her uh, she had a scythe and it was called Love Guile. Okay, I like that. Yeah, because because her, her whole thing was like screaming to the crowd, "I love you," you know, <laughs> and also to the people that she was about to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Loretta, so Loretta is a freaking is an absolute unit. She's described as an is an absolute unit in there. So she mm-hmm. like she uses a, a hammer called called what is it called again? It's called the Hoss hammer. Omaha. Oh, Hoss I love Omaha. that. Scorpion Singer, his his weapon was a uh, spinner for black. Mm-hmm. At which every time they 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 talked about that, like just the way he fights, it just seems like like his his one long arm and everything is like like a scorpion singer, like just going forward and everything, just mm-hmm. and and lunging. Yeah, really, really cool. As someone that enjoys, you know, the WWE and wrestling in general, that was, <laughs> that was one part that I did like, aside from, you know, the death. Supposed to have all the, and the sad exploitation. Ex- exploitation and death, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did Simon have any weapon? So he pretty much had, like, a pair of, like, Wolverine gauntlets. Okay. I was picturing That's he just had his horrifying. muscles he was doing push-ups all the time, but... Yeah, I was like, does he just punch people to death? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's it. I can't talk about it anymore. This is the first time I'm stopping the podcast. <laughs> we can't keep talking about right. this book. <laughs> well, thank you so much for reviewing this book because it is on so many people's radars. Yeah. It's one that a lot of people have been talking about. So it's nice to be able to feature this on the show. Yes. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.